Go long for season-long foliar disease protection that starts at plant. Only Zyway brand fungicides from FMC provide season-long foliar disease protection from the start. Active ingredient Flutriafol moves through your corn plants as they grow for inside-out protection from roots to tassel. Growers and retailers are sharing their Zyway brand fungicide success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. Do you think there's a little PTSD somewhere in there in the biathlon? I mean, you've got somebody wore out to their wits end, and now you're going to hand them a rifle? <laughs> Is that really a good idea? I mean, I'd be like that one girl, Carrie Strug, and she made that jump with a broken ankle. I could do that. Live from Texas, this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. You hear that? It's Brent and Landon, and this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. It's amazing, Ashton, how you get that right every single time. Well, this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast, and uh, we are in regular form, I think, maybe for the time being. Landon, what's going on? It's we got Landon Nolan here. He's a uh, upper. Are you upper executive? Or are you an associate yet, Landon? I'm not sure what my title is here on the. On the DL podcast. <laughs> the DL podcast. The, the DLF. There you go. There you go. Well, um, what's been going on this week, Landon? Anything new? Anything great and wonderful? It's business as usual, man. Plugging along. That's great to hear. Well, things are, you know, kind of, we're in that slow area, time of the year for farmers. But uh, if you got cattle, you still got little stuff to do. At least you got to check the water and the fence and everything. So, Got all that good stuff going, and um, we'll be going to the uh, Heifer Show at an undisclosed time, even though it doesn't really matter. It's not like somebody's going to come and rob me because I've got dogs, and then we've got that sloth guy from the Goonies sitting on the porch, so it's not like anything is really going to come up to the whole porch and try to rob us or anything. But that's what we got going on. And this week, we've got a couple interesting stories, a little, would you call it a... I mean, we don't want to, it's not the Maury show again, but it very well, this could be the biggest, baddest, awesomest Maury program episode ever with a milkman. This one will be titled, You Are the Father. Yes. <laughs> Time, uh, X800. In, yeah, yeah, 800X. <laughs> yeah, 800X. <laughs> I, I have, you have 800 children. Are they all mine? <laughs> it's only like three women. <laughs> that would be the way. That was what make it really weird. <laughs> it's only three women and they got eight hundred kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, we got a kind of a Maury-ish another episode, and then we've got a crime beat and a story to go with uh, the episode this week. Uh, I'll just say there's senior citizens, days to confused, and a dude that got in trouble. And that's all you've got to know. But um, before we get to all that, we're going to let you listen to this last spot here from FMC. FMC is the place you want to be. I, I, I just I just got that off the top of my head, Landon. What do you think? It's pretty quick. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know why they don't hire me at some big fancy marketing. But uh, here we go. FMC. 
It changes everything. So says Indiana corn grower Nathan Davis about innovative Zyway LFR fungicide from FMC. Zyway brand fungicides are the first and only at-plant corn fungicides to provide unprecedented, season-long, inside-out foliar disease protection. Discover more grower and retailer success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. Dude, that guy's voice is so freaking awesome. He, he's not a, it's not a game show host. It's like he works for NPR or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could modulate and then like over equalize and compress my mixer and everything, but that would take a little effort. So I guess I'll just talk like a moron from the Texas Panhandle. So, okay, guy, Landon, what do you want to do? What do you, you want to do the pot brownie story first? I think let's do the. Um, let's see here. What was the short story? Uh, the milkman fathering eight hundred children. I think the. Uh, yeah, so I, I un willingly got on the the best article I could find was on the Snopes website and it keeps popping up this ad about fighting misinformation and I'm sure they're talking about the uh, COVID thing but um, they're like u- uber liberal like terrible pretty much so anyway here we go we're on Snopes.com fact check did a milkman father 800 children uh, so in January 22, a screenshot supposedly showing a news article about a Southern California milkman who fathered more than 800 children in the 50s and 60s was circulated around social media. And this, um, Brent, first off, I just want to say that if this story is true, then you know, it's got the picture of the guy there, mm-hmm. and he's like 90. I think that's what he would look like as a 25 year old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would think he would look all sucked up because he's got yeah. that he's got that old English golfer's cap. What do you call those? Oh, and I so it says the picture, the screenshot was from 2022, but this guy this could the picture could have been from when he was 25. Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it is. And, and I mean, anybody who else but a guy named Randy would have 800 kids on his milk route. Yeah. And at what age do you think he started that milk route? And was that really milk in the bottles? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I'd say I'd say at least fourteen. Okay. <laughs> so Randall Roddy uh, Piper. Oh no, Randall Randy Jeffries was a milk delivery man in the fifties and sixties in Southern California. His route was in the San Diego area, and it says back in those, and that's where it cuts off. But this is not a screenshot. Well, we're not going <laughs> to – that. I almost blew it off right there. I almost blew our cover landing. On December 24th of 21, uh, a website published an article entitled DNA Testing Reveals Milkman Fathered Over 800 Children Before Between 1951 and 1964. So first question is, do you think he knew that? I think you would have to have some kind of idea. Yeah. I mean – he would have to also be on the rubber route to not have 800 kids if he was that big of a player. Yeah. I know he did say in that original article, he, he just thought he was uh, sterile or he couldn't get, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Did you, the original article, the best part is when it says women used to make him apple pies, but then apple pies turned into cream pies. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a here's an interview quote from him. He says, 800 man i just came over here with 800 kids and man is my penis tired (laughs) okay so 
Um, the website. What do you mean this buffet is not all you can eat? (laughs) (laughs) This website explains on its about us page. uh, Okay, we're not going to go that because we're not there yet. Uh, The Daily News reported, of course, that this. uh, Some people make jokes about the milkman fathering lots of children. Um, Why? You think it was probably like one milkman that actually had an affair with some housewife? And now everybody that, you know, the kids don't, because everybody says if your kids don't look like you, oh, you must have been the milkman. Chances are it was somebody else, but it wasn't the milkman. Right. Yeah, it's probably your neighbor that wouldn't bring that crescent wrench back here. (laughs) Yeah, that that asshole that's still got your 10-millimeter socket, yeah. There you go. He's a... Stupid metric system. Yeah. Well, it said, like, where he delivered, it was a... like an army base, like almost all the men were in the, in the military, the army or navy or whatever, and so these lowly women. Oh, in so he was banging war brides then. He was providing companionship. You you, you would have thought something was fishy because I mean, how much milk can a can a single lady drink all by herself? You know, you see the milk guy coming by every day, and and yeah. the her husband's off at you know in the Korean War fighting in a, <laughs> the Kosin yeah. Reservoir, or is I that Vietnam? <laughs> How come you keep taking milk to that one house every 25 minutes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and why? And do you what? Do you clean the bottles off with your socks? Why? Why are your socks always off? That's I come on I, this house. You take five five bottles of milk and one pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but the one with the fat lady, you just go on by. And she's always thirsty. I don't get that. Yeah, one. yeah. Yeah, I get her skim milk. <laughs> you don't spend enough time at our best customer's house. <laughs> yeah. You would think there's some kind of uh, some kind of innuendo about skim milk. A uh, man, dude, I just didn't have it in me today. I just gave her the two percent <laughs> whole milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know the you know the uggos are asking him what the odds are, and he's like one percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whole milk. You think they'd have a better term for it than that? Oh, <laughs> uh, to our. To all of our that my name is Earl uh, aficionados, you know where that one comes from. Whole surgery. <laughs> I think they'd have a better name for it than that. We didn't, we didn't have organic note back then, but we had some other organic stuff. Oh man! <laughs> well, if he had if he had eight hundred kids, he was definitely. I don't know. I would say that's got to be pretty GMO because even I don't think Wilt Chamberlain's got eight hundred kids, does he? Now, would, Sean maybe. Kemp does, but not Wilt Chamberlain. You would think that he would have been walking around there in like the late 60s or whatever and like seeing all these kids that look like you thinking, huh. <laughs> giggity, giggity. <laughs> I'm going to follow some of these kids home. Yeah, I knew I knew that lady. I knew that lady. knew that lady. <laughs> so if, if you don't know what the title of the story is and you just read the subtext, Randall Jeffries was a milkman, milk delivery man in the 50s and 60s in Southern California. Without knowing, without knowing anything else about the story, what would you assume they're going to be talking about? I would assume it would be some kind of like Pied Piper situation. Serial killer, right? <laughs> a serial killer. Maybe that too. Well, what are you talking about, Pied Piper? One man fathering eight hundred children. No, that's what I'm saying. If you if if you just read this and you don't know anything about the story of eight hundred kids or whatever, usually oh, when they talk about like, somebody, their job, like a job that makes them travel. You know, we're not. He's not really yeah. traveling, but because yeah, I, I mean. Because who? Because what was John Wayne Gacy? He was a birthday clown that went. He was a birthday uh, clown in the seventies and eighties, and you know, 
he yeah and there was he the one or there might have been another one that had like a like a food trailer or whatever and he would like cook up some of the bodies of the people he would kill well you're not thinking of jeffrey dahmer because he didn't he ate the bodies but he didn't do but like this he didn't have a taco truck one guy would serve them oh dude that's silence of the lambs uh no it's true it's real stuff all right uh, let's look it up Let's see. Uh, so you're saying this guy had a taco truck. <laughs> <laughs> the The question is, Landon, is what was the name of the taco truck? <laughs> Red meat fresh from the uh, serial killer uh, food truck? So-and-so spare ribs. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> jo- here, say, this, the first one that popped up was Joseph Roy Metheny. He's even got his own Wikipedia page. So Joseph, uh, Joe, uh, if you know him casually, you called him Joe, um, was an American murderer and rapist from the Baltimore, Maryland area. Despite declaring himself a serial killer and claiming to have killed 13 people, sufficient evidence was only found to convict him of two murders. So this guy is like the Al-Qaeda guys. Whenever there was a suicide bombing, they always go, we claim it, we claim it, you know. And so he said, no, I killed 13, not two, not two. So research later confirmed three more victims. So Metheny and his known victims were heavily involved with alcohol and the use of hard drugs. Okay, so let's get on down here. Hello, Waffles. Metheny was ironically known as Tiny because, obviously, he was big and overweight. Uh, murdered Kathy Ann Mag- Magazine designer in 94, 39-year-old woman. Uh, okay, I'm still trying to find where he cooked the bodies anywhere. Uh, claim to have three other prostitutes. So I guess he, he's killing prostitutes. Uh, okay, Landon, I don't know. We may have to look to, look into more of that. Yeah, we've got another story to cover. So okay, okay. We're kind of on the sidetrack. Let me go. Well, that's that's what we do here. Joe Metheny made... Oh, here we go. Oh, man. Joe Metheny made his victims into burgers and sold them to unsuspecting customers. When the police arrested Joe Metheny in December of 96, they expected him to put up a fight. The man was a 500-pound lumber factory worker with the tendency to fly off the handle. Or spatula. <laughs> that's, that's just wrong. At the very least, they expected resistance. What they didn't expect was a detailed and upfront confession. I'm a very sick person. All right, let's see. So he did all these terrible things. Rather than bury or hide his victims somewhere secret, he chopped them up, mixed them with pork, and served them as burgers to unwitting customers from his roadside barbecue stand in Maryland. That is pretty sick. But, I mean... That's probably even worse than the Beyond Meat burgers. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, Landon. What a pull. Okay. So well, speak, speaking of food. <laughs> speaking of... dessert? What, what's for dessert, Brent? <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop share here because it's keeping on to covering my deal here. Okay. So we go from a milkman fathering 800 children. Do you think that's a real story, Landon? I I don't think so. So it was deemed satirical. Okay. 
So, moving forward here, we've got several senior citizens sickened by a sickened after woman accidentally brings pot brownies to card game. So, first of all, do you think she really didn't realize her probably potheads, he, knowing she, she knew she had a pothead son that he wasn't cooking pot brownies because everybody knows when you're cooking something in the kitchen, you have an odor or an aroma. And if anybody's been around marijuana, they know there's an aroma that emanates from pot, especially when it's burning. It's true. It's true. I wonder what card game they were playing. Well, I would, I'm sure it started out as bridge, and by the end of the day, it was probably a strip poker or something, which would be pretty concerning and devastating to a young kid that walked into a senior center with adults with half their clothes off that were over the age of 78. But this, and believe it or not, this happened in South Dakota. So and this guy was a te- or is a teacher. He was arrested after his mother brought a batch of pot brownies he made to a senior center where people became ill after unknowingly consuming the drug-laced confections. Bon Hom, County Sheriff Mark Maggs, confirmed the basic details of the case. Uh, so Michael Coranda in South Dakota was arrested on January 5th for possession of a controlled substance and showing old ladies a good time. The affidavit... They must have... have, The authorities must have been pretty damn quick on this because it said the lady handed over the leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) That that must have happened before the munchies kicked in. Must have been pretty crappy brownies if there was brownies (laughs) left over. Because, I mean, let's... Come on, even even, uh, straight-laced brownies never make it, you know, after the first serving. So the affidavit shows that the sheriff's office received multiple calls on January 4th about a possible poisoning at the Tabor Senior Center. The responding deputy investigated the sick patients and determined they were under the influence of THC. So I want to know is how can you tell a bunch of senior citizens? What what do you think their symptoms they were presenting were? Yeah. 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 I mean, Uh, did did the wrinkles start tightening up or... Did they start not needing the rails? Did they not need the tall toilets in the bathroom? I mean, what was it? Those people those people thought they were actually out of the rest home for a while. Yeah. They, got... they, they started remembering their names again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the patients who were at the center for a card game had consumed brownies that were brought by, there by Coranda's mother and said they were, quote, bitching and said the word like every other word. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Mags and a deputy went to the mother's residence. Upon interviewing her, they learned Michael had baked a pan of brownies, reportedly reportedly unbeknownst to the mother, which the said brownies contained THC. He is a teacher at an elementary school, <laughs> <laughs> and he is been he has been voted as. Teacher of the year for the last eight years running. <laughs> Quote, the kid said, we always love when he brings cookies to school, man. They like totally rocking stuff. Okay. He admitted bringing one pound. Uh, okay. He said, so he visited Colorado over the weekend, admitted to bringing back one pound of THC butter. <laughs> I can't believe it's not THC butter. Wasn't that a country song? I need THC. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's TLC or something. It was was noted that, yeah, I know. It was noted that Coranda used half a pound of the THC butter for the brownies. 
you know, people would be more outraged about about the amount of butter he used than the amount of THC that was in the butter because then you're just fat shaming people. Yeah. We just want to know if he used, you know, if he used regular sugar or not. Or, yeah, if it was organic THC. Okay, Coranda told the officer he had gone to bed after making the brownies. Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> yeah. Or the couch. And his mother, no, notice he how just, he's in he the... Just, he, huh? just, he just floated up to his bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, obviously this guy is living with his mother. And his mother took the brownies to the card game at Tabor Senior Center. The sheriff and the deputy then accompanied Coranda to his residence where he gave them all free samples of the THC butter to be used as evidence. <laughs> this is a totally a, a scene out of uh, Super Troopers. So he posted. <laughs> you know, the attendants at first thought they had the thought they had a horrible pink eye out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No dementia for me. I'm just really high. <laughs> just, I'm just really high. <laughs> so marijuana is legal in the state of Colorado. You must be 21 or older to purchase it in Colorado, and you must show a government issued ID, which I find racist. People can also apply for a medical card if they are between the ages of 18 and 21. I've got acne, so I need some marijuana. Uh, it is illegal in the state of South Dakota, however, but medical use is legal within restrictions. With restrictions, the state has strict laws regarding illegal possession of cannabis products with maximum punishments that can be up to 10 years in prison. So uh, this has got to be... Uh, so who, who sang that? Was that... Pat Green that sang the Everclear song. <laughs> that was the best game of bridge the Baptist ever thrown or something like that. Cause yeah. When that dude spiked <laughs> those watermelons with the Everclear, it was uh, kind of off the hook. But uh, I, you would think, would you would you know it's a pot brownie after the first bite? Because I, I, I would assume they would change the taste of it a little bit. I doubt people are saying, hey, this tastes like there's extra baking soda in here or something. So we, we that tempts me to look up what all types of condiments can put THC. You can put THC in it. I say condiments with THC. I can start. I can hear the black helicopters going right here. Okay, here are seven cool cannabis condiments. Maybe if the old milkman had this, he wouldn't have fathered eight hundred kids. Okay, here we go. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, can you put it in milk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I believe we call that roofies. Okay, yummy karma THC ketchup, cannabis sriracha sauce. Oh, is that that green ketchup? Uh, no, <laughs> I can't eat green ketchup. That just doesn't seem. Freddy's hot with two T's sauce, <laughs> marijuana mustard and cannabis ketchup, stony sauces. Terpiyaki sauce, I guess. So, dude, I I totally love the new uh, instead of chicken nuggets nugs. I love that word. So, uh, <laughs> Chef Nugs's full line of THC infused sauces include infused white truffle olive oil, soy sauce, maple syrup, ketchup, mustard, barbecue, hot wing, and Tabasco da- sauce. <laughs> What's debit? Uh, that's debut <laughs> because it's not Tabasco. It's Tabasco sauces that add a healthy dose of fun to any type of cuisine. A healthy dose of fun. Boy, that's some marketing if I ever saw it. 
Golden Eye Farms medicated ketchup. <laughs> so the, the, these geniuses completely copied Heinz's ketchup uh, label for their ketchup bottle. It says Heinz medicated tomato ketchup. <laughs> Add a savory burst to your French fries, burgers, or hash browns with this medicated tomato paste puree infused with pure shatter. I guess shatter is another pot term. Carry one with you to discreetly medicate on the go. <laughs> because sometimes right you just don't have time. Yeah. Right. Now when I buy ketchup, I'm going to have to make sure it has an N in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or your Tabasco sauce has got a T at the front. Chef Nico's cannabis sauces. So, yeah, here's one A-10 steak sauce. <laughs> Oh man, they're just all knockoffs. Let's see. This is like when you're watching a movie and like somebody's holding a beer and it just says beer. It doesn't say like Coors Light or Bud Light because apparently they couldn't get the uh, trademark or they couldn't get the ad revenue from Coors or Budweiser. So it just says beer on the can. <laughs> That's what this have, is. I wonder if they have like cannabis laced beer or pot laced beer. That's kind of like doubling up, isn't it? I mean, you've already got the alcohol. Right. You need the THC, too. Dude, I'm so effed up, and I don't know if it's the THC or the alcohol, man. I'm so confused. This this cannabis cores is so good. (laughs) (laughs) This bud bud is pretty good. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. There's the people. I mean, it's kind of like the whole whatever something comes out new, somebody's going to add sex to it. So now anything that some food comes out with, somebody's going to add pot to it. So, uh, yeah. It's all, I mean, what, I, hey, I guess what sells. What's something you eat that you would add pot to? Well, let's see. I mean, I guess, I don't know, hamburgers? No. What about pot ice cream? Human hamburgers? <laughs> I would definitely have to put pot in my... <laughs> yeah, yeah plant, plant-based burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond uh, people meat. <laughs> we oh, want to put our meat where you... <laughs> uh, what about you? I don't know, man. I mean, do you, so do you start out the day? So w- would you lean more towards breakfast or ended up the day with dinner in your pot? Hmm. You probably want to end your day, I guess, man. I'll, I don't know. All, all the people I saw in college that did it in the dorms, man, they were they were pretty worthless. So well, end your day with it. Yeah. What What did they do? Did they start their day and have a brunch. I don't know if they ever stopped. But <laughs> yeah. See, oh. we lived in the dorm that didn't have air conditioning, right. so you had your windows open. So, man, that stuff would just filter in from all directions. It was wow. Yeah, see, we didn't have on which we had air, we were in the newer dorms, but I never did smell it on my floor. I smelled, I mean, cigarettes and stuff, but I don't remember. Now everybody had beer, but it True. was a. Uh, I remember halt rolling a keg up to my buddy's floor, uh, buddy's room on the second floor. That was pretty fun. We hauled it up in a in a trash can. It was it was pretty cool. We we were wild men back in the day, but <laughs> now we're playing bridge. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. bridge with the popped up <laughs> bridge with pink eye. 
He's all hopped up on that crack cocaine. <laughs> well, guys, I think we've completely run the wheels off of this show, so we're going to get out of here and uh, wish us all luck whenever we go to our uh, calf show. And uh, Landon, tell us, tell everybody where you, they can find you on Twitter. No twit Landon forty four. That's right. You can find me. That's at Trader Brent at Trader Brent all over Twitter, and you can find us all over the Global Ag Network. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on iTunes. Hey, give us a rating and review. Give us a bad one, please, so we can read it on the air. I didn't even check if we've had one. Usually, it says uh, uh, that you got a new comment or something, but uh, I haven't seen that yet. So. Y'all check it out. Also, if I can get to the email that I'm supposed to read here. Okay, here we go. Uh, just want to remind you that today's podcast of the Dryline Farmer podcast is brought to you by X-Way brand fungicides by FMC. And we're not going to even tell you what FMC stands for because we got in trouble already once. And we're not going to do it again. So, guys, y'all go check out FMC and check out all the other great podcasts on the Global Ag Network. And be sure to check out our good buddy, Casey Seymour. He's got the Moving Iron podcast. He talks about all things equipment. And then when he gets his buddy, Aaron, is it Fent- Fentanyl? Oh, I want to call him Aaron Fentanyl. Aaron Fentel. When those two dudes get together, and I've never met Aaron, but I've we had him on a podcast together, and they just started talking about tractors and stuff like two 70 year old guys that just ate three boxes of pop brownies and they were i mean like landon and i were just sitting here listening and i didn't like it's like the old men on varsity blues talking about the football team <laughs> wainers on the glass <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, at the, the, <laughs> at the <laughs> women's auxiliary <laughs> maybe 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 they're like you and me quoting movies yeah yeah that's pretty pathetic Well, guys, we're right here at 30 minutes, so we're going to get out of here. So until next time, y'all have fun, y'all be safe, and maybe we'll get some cold weather because I'm not even going to say snow. I know we have like a 40% chance of a half inch, so, you know, we got that going for us. Guys, y'all be cool, y'all be safe, and we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast, a member of the Global Ag Network. There's podcasts, and then there's this, the Dryline Farmer Podcast.